Hey folks, big trigger warning on this episode. We're going to be talking about the movie Terrifier, which features some extremely gruesome death scenes that verge into sexual violence and transphobia. Uh, if you don't care to listen to us talk about that stuff, take it easy, and we'll see you next week. Welcome to Rank and Vile, the podcast where we are ranking every single horror movie ever made from best to worst. And this is Ryan. And this is Quincy. How's it going, Quincy? How's your week going? You know, I had to make a real uh, Sophie's Choice today, uh, this week. Oh, no. I went to my uh, local used DVD store, and I had to decide, because I only have a finite amount of cash... I was going to buy a very expensive copy of Trick or Treat starring Gene Simmons or buy the Suicide Girls uh, slasher film. I'm sorry, Suicide Girls made a slasher film? That's what I said. Suicide Girls made a slasher film a la the Warped Tour Massacre movie (laughs) where it's just the like faux live footage and just like between suicide girl videos they're like okay now pretend that you're being murdered um (laughs) so it's like known stone cold classic and highly collectible trick or treat or piece of garbage on uh plastic (laughs) yeah that's what it is is like the uh, backstage at like warp tour or whatever where it was like well we've got like an hour until like all time low or whatever goes on Uh, i've got this sack full of corn syrup and I don't know, like, do you want to just do a fake death sequence in the bathroom before we do it? Like, it's just one of those things where, like, they shouldn't have had cameras on hand to just make a thing. Yeah, the best thing about Warp Tour Massacre, though, is that the Phenomenauts play it straight, and they're like, yes, we are robots from outer space that play Psychobilly. <laughs> That's true. We are rockabilly robots so of course we have laser guns that can fight the killer see this sounds this sounds dangerously close to what i imagine guitar wolf's origin story is because sometimes you listen to guitar wolf and it's like music made by aliens who have an uncanny grasp of like how to make the loudest possible music like it's it sounds other otherworldly on a on a uh, level i can't quite pin down wild zero is a documentary (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it was filmed in real time uh so what uh, so wait, when you got this DVD, which by the way, I love that this is a store that sells DVDs and not Blu-ray. Like this is not a Blu-ray. Well, they have Blu-ray too, but like, okay. why would you <laughs> buy Blu-rays when you could find? I mean, getting a Blu-ray from this place, like, no, no, you've misunderstood the thing that I want from this experience. I don't want anything that looks good. I don't it's, want anything. It's, yeah. It's markedly different dedicated shelf space too. It's like one shelf of blu-rays and then 30 dvd shelves (laughs) yeah honestly uh, i think the last oh please they also have uh vhs and the uh, chicanery that the store which i'm not going to mention because i'm not speaking favorable even though i like it quite a bit Mm -hmm. uh they were selling the uh highlander box set on vhs the, the tv series oh now we're talking and each tape was nine ninety nine a piece. So they they broke the box set up into individually what? pricing the tapes Why? at ten dollars a pop. Why? I listen. They're super villains. I guess. Listen to me. I'm not. I'm not paying nine American Yankee clams for an episode of Highlander this series on VHS. <laughs> Get out of here with that. I used to record that uh, TV series for my mom uh, during the day. When she was at work, because my mom loved Highlander. Um, I feel like it was that and the that that their uh, Beauty and the Beast show with Linda oh, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was and Ron Perlman. Also, Ron Perlman, who I assume only only needed like half an hour of makeup before they sent him out there as the Beast. Like <laughs> his, I think he has one of my favorite heads of any human being. It's just an enormous, perfect head. It's beautiful. Um, 
So, uh, let's, holy shit, speaking of perfect heads, let's jump into, uh, this motion picture. Um, now, this is a movie, uh, that, Quincy, you and I have been, I think, talking about on this podcast for roughly, like, since we started the podcast. Yes, we're talking about Terrifier. From 2016. Uh, and this is a movie that is, by the way, available on Tubi. Uh, as uh, is every right-thinking director having their work on uh, a streaming service. Because the the thing you want to see right after someone is sawed in half with a hacksaw Mm -hmm. is a commercial for affordable car insurance. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good amuse-bouche to watch someone (laughs) hacksawed in half and then watch a local car dealership commercial. (laughs) That was exactly it. it. Was like I think it was just after. Uh, a, well, we'll get into the kills. A gruesome thing happened. It was like at State Farm, and it really does take you out of it for for a moment. And you know you can watch it for free on Tubi, and just you know you've you've got to watch commercials. Um, this is uh, a quasi sequel to the. Okay, so uh, Art the Clown, the, uh, uh, the the antagonist of Terrifier was the monster Some would argue the protagonist of terrifier which we'll get into more in a moment i mean he does definitely have protagonist powers i think like so much of art the clown's powers are it's like when you're playing uh cops and robbers with a kid and you're like bang and they're like i had my invisible force field on and you're like well, you can't do that and they're like fuck you i'm eight uh but he's a huge <laughs> clown and he will he will never stop um but this is so Art the Clown uh, was initially a character from uh, Tales of Halloween, uh, and he also did stuff in that. Different actor for that one. Uh, also, he has a... So he was part of a segment of Tales from Halloween, Tales of Halloween. Then I believe he has All Hallows' Eve, which is a feature-length film, and then Terrifier is his third movie appearance. You know, Terrifier is really his, like, eat him and smile by David Lee Roth after he splits with Van Halen. Like, it's just a real, like, you know what? I was the main attraction all along in those movies, and now here's my movie. I'm going to have the whole thing. Um, and he is just... Now, the, the actor who plays uh, Art the Clown in this, uh, David Howard Thornton, is just fucking great. Yeah, he is a sloppy bitch who lives for drama. <laughs> Yeah, and he, uh, so his, uh, obviously he's a clown. The thing is that, so the way that he looks is it's uh, uh, all black and white with like a huge fucked up grill and a tiny, tiny hat. Um, and that tiny hat, I think, is the most upsetting part of his getup. Yeah, it's not the the uh, scalped hair that he wears in the movie. It's that little bitty cocked to the side uh, bowler cap held on with a rubber band. So David Howard Thornton has a little bit of nose makeup, but actually that dude's got a super prominent schnoz in real life. Um, they didn't have to add much uh, to give him this cool, uh, huge, uh, long nose. Um, That's wild, especially because it's accented with the tiniest dot of black makeup to be like yes <laughs> oh on his nose, nose just this little like boop it's just like a little a little boop of uh, of pain uh so the movie starts um with uh, a talk sh- now uh it's it's on a little tv screen uh that is that the camera is like slowly zooming in on and it's like a talk show where it's like hello it's me talk show lady interviewing somebody with um horrible disfiguration uh, done to their face and they're just like asking them really weird questions about being like having this disfigurement it's weird this segment it's like so tell me about your life having a super fucked up face and she's like it's not good it's very <laughs> bad actually and you know apparently and we're sort of informed that like oh you were the victim of a horrible mutilation like a year ago or whatever and now you now the thing i don't understand about this is you know she uh the, the lady with the facial uh disfigurement is like, well, people are pretty weirded out by my face now, so isolation is the thing that I really want. It's like, wait a minute, then why are you on fucking TV? Like, yeah, they don't really address that part. Um, also, I believe she is uh, been blinded, mm-hmm. but she <clears throat> acts as if she has her full um, sensibilities. 
Yeah, yeah. Like she, it's weird because like she still talks normally, but like her mouth is half melted and like her face sort of just looks like a jack-o'-lantern done by somebody in a dark room. Like, yeah, she only has one eye and it's all milky. So we assume that it's not operative and she has no nose and she has no lips. And uh, she's just like, yes, it is me, person with... Very cheap latex appliances on. Now, and, and the thing is, uh, I, I I hate to say this, but Quincy, I think the movie Terrifier is a bit problematic in some of its... It is very problematic, but I hate to say it, I kind of like this movie. Oh, I'm listen to me. I've watched this movie, I want to say, about a dozen times. So clearly, like, what this movie does, it does very, very well. Um, it, hmm... It's a, well, well, we'll get into it. So, uh, she gives this interview about, like, yeah, my life is pretty weird now that I, you know, this thing happened to me. Uh, and there's, like, a, a sort of gross ableist thing about this, where it's, like, sort of putting, you know, uh, disfigurement on display for uh, exploitative purposes. And yeah, and it's, like, trying to say something about, like, oh, media is really terrible because uh, the interviewer's like, yeah, so Art the Clown... Uh, don't you hate that they never found his body and the woman who's disfigured says, no, I saw that motherfucker die. He's dead. Right. There is no Art the Clown. And right. the interviewer is like, mm-hmm, that's nice. And then the the woman melts down and like does a exorcist head spin thing. They, they use like video glitch. <laughs> it's very strange what the fuck was the deal with that like she's just like blah like for no real reason she starts like clipping through the floor and like walking through walls um <laughs> we, we get this when the host who uh, decides to have the loudest rudest phone call in the world with somebody uh in her dressing room where she's like the lady on my show was ugly and i hate her and i'm the worst person who's ever lived Woo! um <laughs> while talking on the phone with like her husband or whatever um, and then she says, in the most blatant foreshadowing ever, do me a favor, and if I ever look like that, kill me. And then she's immediately killed. Oh, immediately. Oh, wait, wait, is she... Well, I don't know if she's killed or if... Uh, so, uh, the lady at the top of it who uh, has the disfigurement uh, pops out Victoria. and Victoria. Yeah, Victoria, thank you. Who, who, at this point, we don't know is Victoria, because there no. are um, a number of young women in this movie that you're kind of like... Okay, like, I don't know who's going to uh, end up being the lady at the beginning, but who we find out later is a character named Victoria, who uh, just gouges the shit out of this host's face with a knife. Um, with her thumbs, mostly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, sort of digs the thumbs into the eye sockets and then, you know, has a bit of a chuckle. We have fun around here. Uh, she, you know, and while all of this is happening, it's being watched on a screen by who we figure out is Art the Clown, who does, like, uh, an intro to Nightmare on Elm Street style putting together the outfit and the toolbox sequence over the credits. Which is wild because it implies it's the, you know, I'm getting my stuff together for my night out, which we then see him have, except the timeline doesn't match. Which I guess no. means that he just does this regularly where he feels a garbage bag full of sharp instruments yeah I, I i actually had to like i couldn't figure that out because what is he is this just like another night at the office for him and he was taking in some light tv before going out and clocking in like except he also kicks the screen through because he's like damn it i'll show you i am alive I see. I didn't know if that was "damn it, I'll, I didn't kill you the first time. I'll show you" sort of a thing. Like I had assumed that he was coming for her to finish the job, and we don't really get any of that. So we cut to uh, two characters named uh, Tara and Dawn, who are I, I feel like sort of cartoon millennials. They are. They are cartoon party girls they are very clearly going to die any mm -hmm. second as soon as they walk on the screen right now dawn is the one who you know you sort of know immediately that she's gonna be like swan diving into a coffin at the nearest available opportunity uh tara you, you know you think is sort of gonna be the the laurie strode character who they they so it's halloween night and they've both uh, been at a rager and they're going back to the car and they're both like completely pickled 
and Don is like, whatever, I'm going to drive. And actually props to Tara for being like, you're not driving drunk, you fucking maniac. Like, let's go <laughs> hang out at a greasy spoon or something, eat some fucking hash browns, and get our heads on straight, sober up before we go driving. So they wind up at a pizzeria that is straight out of a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking happy days. Like I love I love that the owner of the diner himself is like, "Oh, Gabagool, look at this fucking clown." Oh, like he's fucking Vinnie Barbarino over here like doing cartwheels and being like, "Ah, this fucking clown." Um and so they they go they go and sit and they're talking and having like Now, I will say these characters have nothing interesting to talk about aside from the clown that's following them. Like yeah. The movie. One I feel might like... think that the uh, screenwriter and director Damien uh, Leone mm-hmm. uh, might not like women. <laughs> you know, that's actually a thing. Apparently, somebody brought up to uh, Damien Leone that, like, wow, Terrifier's got some weird fucking things about women, huh? And he apparently was like, "What are you? What are you talking about? I don't hate women." And it's like, eh, well, okay, well, so we'll 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 get into the the possible evidence that okay, Damien so Leone is not I a think... huge fan of women. So here's the thing. This movie is like 30 years of slasher movies kind of like distilled into an hour and a half. 86 yes. minutes specifically. It is, it is slasher so, concentrate. Yeah. So like I do wonder if um, someone like Leon is not very introspective that he could be surprised <laughs> that someone's like, Hey, have you realized that you have uh, taken the absolute worst part, the absolute worst and most toxic part of this genre, and just distilled it for eighty six minutes? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is weapons grade slasher misogyny. Uh, and you know what, though, for a movie that I've seen like a dozen times, it like I don't know that I want introspection from the movie Terrifier. Like I don't, I don't think the movie Terrifier has anything really to say about social mores or about anything on a cultural level i do think it's hugely in conversation with the genre in a lot of ways that i'm that i really like um which we'll we'll get into the so uh, art the clown is uh sitting in the diner with tara and don and just like staring at tara and don uh the the blonde lady who is sort of the uh the party friend decides to break up the tension by harassing this clown now the sheer lack of self-preservation instinct in this character i have to salute um (laughs) she sees this fucking this fucking clown uh she sees him you know sitting in a booth staring and she just goes and sits in his lap and takes selfies with him and he's got haunted house teeth (laughs) he has the mouth of an open grave with this (laughs) like his teeth they like he somehow has like black gums like it's it is horrifying uh, I also love that she pulls his. She goes to pull Art's hat off to put on, and she like, like a fucking cartoon, pulls the elastic band, and it snaps back and pops him in the face. Just goes thwap, and he's like no selling all of this until the little hat thwap. Um, and he's, <laughs> he's just like, sort that's of, too far. Yeah, like I, <laughs> excuse me, ma'am, I'm gonna have to ask you not to do that. Not only did it hurt, but it was very impolite. Um, and, you know, Art the Clown, uh, you know, he's he's doing all manner of uh, japes and shenanigans. He uh, grabs it, a coin. It's pretty genius that Art the Clown is a mime. Yeah, even when... Because there's only one thing worse than a clown, and it is a clown that is only <laughs> miming. That's what it is. This movie is slasher concentrate. Mimes are clown concentrate. Like, they are, they are like, super clowns. Uh, and at, at no point does art the clown make any noises like even when he's gotten something like hammered into his foot or whatever like he makes the yelling face but he never makes a single sound in this movie which i'm, I'm kind of into yeah um, he just mouths ow <laughs> which you know what there are bits of this movie that make me giggle i don't i'm not i'm not proud of it the um, the over the top goo goo eyes he makes at tara are amazing (laughs) there are so many reaction gifs in this movie that i know that like caroline williams would use like it's on on twitter like there's so much going on with this this physical acting um 
And so Art goes to use the bathroom at this diner while uh, Tara and uh, Dawn talk. And then uh, Art gets the bum's rush from uh, Tony Gabagool, the diner owner, who's just like, all night with you, you fuck. Like he, because Art the Clown has uh, desecrated the bathroom by pissing and shitting all over everything and spelling his name and shit on the wall. Um, spoiler alert, this movie, it's, uh, it's a little gross. Um, but, but you also forgot he... Uh, proposes to Tara with a ring he got out of the gumball machine, mm-hmm. which is also buck wild because no gumball machines actually sell just rings. So there's like a protagonist bends the physics of the of this universe level uh, reality. Oh yeah, here he's like if a cruel child were playing a video game as an evil clown. Like it's it's so it's so much uh, and so. Um, Don and Terror are like, wow, that clown was really staring at me a lot. And now there's also the thing where Don... And it- Vinny Pizzerino is <laughs> like, take your bag of trash, too. It's like, you've, you'd probably notice it's a garbage bag filled with knives if you threw it at a man on the sidewalk. Yeah, like... There's he didn't- no way he could pick that up without getting poked and tetanus. Yeah, I also feel like that bag should be a lot heavier, and the guy should be like, Jesus Christ, with this fucking... Oh, that's a knife. This bag is full of knives. Like, there's no... <laughs> this guy doesn't... Yeah, he's, he doesn't notice anything. Uh, and so there's also the thing where Dawn is taking... was taking selfies with Art that comes back around later. Um, her, her character is that she drinks and takes selfies, which, same. Um... Now, she, so... But again, that's very much the director being like, millennials and, and your uh, your selfies and you're pissing between cars. <laughs> you're, pissing and you're pissing on the TikToks, you're going to diners. It's, it's all bad. Um, now, the thing that I love also about this movie, at no point does this movie look like it takes place in the real world. Um, the entire thing looks like a soundstage, and I don't know if it's just the way that it's lit or the way that it's shot or whatever. But... I think it's the lighting because I mean, most of it takes place in a um, in a warehouse, but that pizzeria right. is a uh, on location. There's mm-hmm. it's just there, but oh for but sure they have lit it so that it looks like an ikea showroom it's bizarre yeah ikea showroom is exactly right like it's yeah it's the lighting where it's just like this is it 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 sort of works for the movie that it 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 occupies a, a kind of liminal space where like things don't really have consequences like we're not watching anything by daylight get mopped up after this because the world fundamentally ceases to exist i think during daytime in this world yeah um it's just yeah there's nothing so uh, they, Don and, uh, Tara get back to the car, but the tires are slashed, so they decide to, uh, uh, send in Tara to a big, creepy warehouse, uh, where most of this movie takes place. Um, I am actually kind of impressed by how big they make this warehouse seem. Yeah, it's wild. Now, I, I hate to backtrack, but we missed the first two kills of the movie. Oh, please. Uh, Vinny Totino's pizza roll <laughs> is, is decapitated and turned into a jack-o'-lantern. Not Joey Pasta Fajul. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Tony Fazoli's uh, spaghetti <laughs> bake is uh, just stabbed the shit in the head. Please, my father's Mr. Spaghetti Bake. Call me Joey Fazoli's. <laughs> um, it, it's incredible, actually, that like you get this character scrubbing the shit off the walls and being like, oh, geez, I better get overtime for scrubbing all this shit off the wall. Uh, and so... When I say that, oh, so Art makes a jack-o'-lantern out of one of their their heads, which is also a thing that Michael Myers does in Halloween 2018, which also goes to show that Halloween uh, that Michael Myers is also a petty bitch who lives for the drama. <laughs> like just this dramatique killer, just spending the time to jack-o'-lantern ahead, uh, and then the other guy, um, Art, to say that he stabs this guy in the face undersells it slightly. Um, he, he sticks a knife in his face and then just lets it dangle. Which is so upsetting that it's just, like, sort of waggling in the air. And then he just, like, stabs the shit out of this guy's face. I will say, the effects in this movie are fantastic. Yeah, they look really great. Like, all of the prosthetics, all of the fake blood, the gore effects. Um, and now, 
this movie has no plot. We should just get that out of the way, first of all. Um, the the plot of the movie is, it's sort of like how the plot of Purple Rain is Prince is awesome. Uh, the plot of Terrifier is Art the Clown kills people. Yeah. Like, it's, it's yeah, you're, he, he horribly kills these two dudes. Um, presumably for kicking them out of the diner because he shit all over the walls. Um, yeah. It's or it's just, he's this, listen, man, clowns are agents of chaos. <laughs> They've been that way since the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah, he, he obeys a long tradition of being a clown who shits on the wall and stabs business proprietors. Um, and so we get to, we get to this warehouse. There's a guy standing out front. I feel like... Uh, this movie tries... This guy is like a janitor? Or a boiler? He's like a super or something. He's... The whole movie, he's just buffing the same spot of the floor with a floor polisher and listening to heavy metal on his his Walkman. <laughs> right. I don't... It's never actually clear who this guy is or what his job is. He this... has a key to the building. That's... <laughs> Literally, the, when another guy shows up, they're like, he calls this first dude and is like, hey man, let me into the building. You have the only key. And he's like, oh, I can't believe this guy's not opening the lock. That's his only function. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's no, he's like the guy uh, in an RPG at the tavern who gives you your quest. Like, he has no yeah. <laughs> function other than this one thing. Uh, and Tara goes up to him. I think it, it tries making us think like, oh no, is this guy Art the Clown or something? Where it's like trying to make us wonder if this guy is shady or not on the level or something. You don't buy it for a second. You know he's just like some guy. Um, yeah. And so Tara and asks to be let into the building for reasons? To to go pee. <laughs> to go pee, right. And it's never... And, and he's like, well, you, you timed it well. Because I was about to lock up and bomb the place. And she's like, what do you mean, bomb the place? He's like, you know, a pest bomb, like, poison the entire building. Yeah, yeah. This building, the function of which is deeply esoteric. Like, it just exists as a huge, creepy warehouse. Um, there's nothing actually going on with it aside from that. Now, we also get introduced to a lady. Now, and here's here's one of my bones of contention with this movie, okay? There's a character who uh, carries a baby doll around and pretends that it's a real baby. And named Emily. Named Emily. That's the most popular name for women from 1982 through 97. <laughs> right. Um, oh yeah, that's I, I actually I forgot about that. It was like that and Ashley. I feel like during during yeah. the that period. And she, a bone of contention I have is that this this lady with a spooked expression who kind of speaks cryptically and has a baby doll, is credited as Cat Lady. Get out of here. She's, come on, you couldn't say Baby Lady or, like, Warehouse Loiterer? Like, Cat Rambling lady? Woman? <laughs> yeah, 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 Rambles Cheekbones? Like, you couldn't give me something about this lady but Cat Lady? I don't know. Um, and I think that's what also kind of lends itself to the, like, I feel like this movie doesn't like women so much that it's just like, whatever, just put her in the credits as Cat Lady. Um, which actually, though, the, uh, the actor who plays, uh, Cat Lady, uh, Puya Mo uh, Moseni, is fucking great in this role? Like... Maybe the only good actor in the film. Yeah, definitely. Well, aside from, uh, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, he's, he's yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah, he he's putting in overtime. Yeah. Oh, no, every other actor in this is very, very bad. Um, but so we get introduced to her and you're like, okay, so I guess you're a lady who wanders around with a baby and speaks to it. Um, and at this point, uh, Art, uh, we, we get we get Dawn in the car listening to a news report. By the way, all of the TV report voices and radio report voices in this sound fake. Like none of it actually sounds like a radio report about anything happening. Um, yeah, it's very much like your uh, high school theater production when the department's like, we're going to do radio drama night, and they just <laughs> give everyone, like, tin cans to speak to, and everyone's using weird transatlantic accents. <laughs> yeah, you've got, like, Howard Cassell or something on the radio being like, all right, folks, uh, we've found a weird clown wandering around the streets, and we don't know where he's going to be, but he's got a big hefty bag full of sharp objects, and it's just like... Yeah, you know what? Actually, this might as well be the voice this guy uses in this movie, in this world. Whatever. <laughs> the Faustian Nonsense Network is here to help you produce your best work. 
we can edit direct um and he you know we we, we get the the thing and she's like oh wait a minute and she looks through her phone at the selfie she took with art the clown and she's like the the the, 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 the that description matches the clown i was harassing and then <laughs> the door you know who the car- also already has eight likes so let's talk about the 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 terrifier eu the person <laughs> who's flipping through instagram and sees my friend or casual acquaintance posing with a killer clown and all i can do is is just double tap that that uh screen just smash that fucking like button yeah like, <laughs> can't be bothered to comment can't be bothered to share uh, just like and, and scroll past. <laughs> that actually checks out. Like, so frequently on Twitter, when somebody divulges something horrifying, like, you want to show solidarity and support, but you don't want to say anything about it, so you just kind of hit like, because you're like, I'm with you, buddy. You met a scary clown at a diner. Um, Man, the amount yeah. of times I have gone and liked someone's photo of their pet to then immediately read... We had to put Buster down today. Oh, jeez. You know what, though? I kind of love the versatility of the like on social media that it doesn't mean I like that this happened. It can just be like, I'm hearting you, the person, with hearting this thing. But also, is it ultimately an empty gesture when you like a thing and Um, don't actually say anything? Yes. uh, Social media itself is... Suspect and hollow. The entire thing is an empty gesture. Yeah, I mean, that's... uh, Yeah, somebody's scrolling through the thing. If I see that clown on the thing, I'm immediately just, like, calling the cops. Like, this is not... This is not like, oh, a nice clown. Um, And then so she... But wouldn't you know if someone reported you know, hit the report button, it'd be like, this does not violate our terms. We, we looked into <laughs> it, and this does not violate our terms of service. I mean, it is deeply unnerving and pants-shittingly scary, but I, it's not abusive. Um, <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't technically done anything wrong. Uh, and so it immediately, uh, the door of the car opens, and we don't see who steps inside, and Don is like, oh man, dude, check out this thing. And then it's Art the Clown and that uh, thousand-watt smile. And he, and then, you know, we don't see what he does to her. Uh, it cuts, and we get, what, Tara, uh, we're introduced to Tara's sister, Victoria, uh, the lady from the, the, the wraparound from the beginning of the movie. Um, but, and, but that we still don't technically know. It's only later that we're like, oh, that is her. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, she's sort of like, hey, dude, I got to call you from Dawn's phone because my phone died. Uh, please, can you come to Double Check's Way's scary warehouse on edge of town to come get us? <laughs> like, it's it's she, she doesn't really give her good directions, I feel. Uh, and Victoria is like, ah, oh, geez, I don't know. I've got a lot of work to do as a student at university. And she's, you know, doing like homework or whatever. Uh, and then, and then sh- a, a couple busts into her bedroom and proceeds to make out on her bed. So she's like, fine. <laughs> Yeah, just like this shit-butt couple comes swooping in, just like, hey, we're gonna make out on your bed! And so Victoria's like, yep, picking my sister up. And so she schleps down there. Uh, While she's schlepping down there, uh, we're uh, finally uh, off to the races with Art the Clown has showed up in the building with a bloody scalpel, and he's just kind of standing there when uh, Tara finds him, and it's like, shit! And she she runs. This this, uh, chase sequence is actually really good. Yeah. Like, it's it's actually harrowing. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I really appreciate a good scary chase scene. It kind of reminded me of the chase scene from Maniac uh, on the subway, where it's just like, I don't know. There's It does build actual tension at so many points. And I think what it is, this movie uh, has nothing to say about really anything outside the movie Terrifier, but it does know how to use really cool visual language for horror to make a thing feel scary. Yeah, it also is pretty well shot. Yeah, yeah, not well lit, mind you, but very, very well shot. Um, it knows what it's it 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 knows what it's doing on a horror level. Uh, and then Art finally catches up with her, uh, injects her with some knockout serum. And at this point, by the way, Art the clown does a gesture after knocking her out with this syringe that I can't stop thinking about. Where he does it, and then he kind of looks up and does little fluttery hands and kind of makes. He doesn't make a sound, but I picture him making, like, a cowardly line, like, no, he's just, like, (laughs) he just kind of flutters his hands a little bit, and it's the weirdest fucking gesture. Um, Now, at this point, we get to, I think, the most harrowing, 
not only the most harrowing kill in the movie, but, like, one of the most brutal deaths I've seen in a horror movie. And also one that infuriates me. Oh, So Tara wakes up, and she is tied to a chair, and there's a big drop cloth hanging from the ceiling opposite her. Yeah. And then... Art, with his shit-eating grin, does a clown waltz and, you know, says, like, look at my hands, and pulls the sheet down, and Tara is, um, and Dawn is hanging spread eagle from her ankles from the ceiling, and uh, her arms are uh, bound, and she's gagged. Right, and also... And she's naked, of course. Yeah, she's naked except for some, like, underwear. Which, come on, she didn't need to be naked for this terrifier. What are we doing? (laughs) Like, you couldn't... The thing, it's... Although, it... Well, okay. Uh, Please, I'm I'm so sorry to interrupt. Please continue. Well, so this is where we get into, like... So, Art pulls out his garbage bag and pulls out a rusty hacksaw akin to... What your dad took you into the woods to cut down your first Christmas tree. Yes, yeah. like this this wily coyote ass hacksaw. Like it is. Yeah, it's not a. It, what's that called? The the tree is, is that a hacksaw? Like the big, the big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing you used hacksaw to like chop because around. they're very bad at cutting things. Yeah, they're good for for sawing. And at this point, uh, he. Uh, decides to saw her in half, starting with her where the good lord split her. Uh, and it yeah. just all the way so from taint to tiz, from stem to scrum. Yeah, like now the thing is, this you know, we don't we we do actually see the sawing happening, which I feel is one of the things that makes it so shocking because, like, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you never actually watch him cutting into anyone. In that movie, and this movie is just like, no, we're showing this. This is definitely happening. Um, And the thing that frustrates me is it is simultaneously a million years long. Oh, it it takes forever to saw her in half. But also, the verisimilitude is way off because you cannot saw a person in half with a hacksaw because there are bones. And this movie presupposes that. Uh, sorority girls have no bone. <laughs> yeah, like, you really gotta put some elbow grease on it if you're going to bisect the body of a human being with a hacksaw. Like, and it's... not a drop of sweat on Art the Clown. <laughs> no gasping or panting or, boy, my arms are tired. <laughs> Just easily, and, and not He's only laddish. does he split her completely in half, he cuts her jaw in half with this saw. Yeah, and it's now actually it doesn't saw her all the way through. He leaves like the top couple of inches of skull intact. So it kind of just forms a big capital V of a of a of a person. Um Now, what I will applaud is this then becomes a literal set piece because it's she Dawn is hanging up for the rest of the movie and mm-hmm. they keep walking past her so they're like we're gonna we're gonna get our money's worth out of this uh silicone uh appliance so look at it again i mean they are really proud of it now the thing is obviously uh going back to the uh damien leon doesn't like women very much thing i mean this is a pretty compelling example of like this is a sexualized death not that it's like art, art the clown is not a pervert clown um He's not really interested in fucking or... or Even to the point where Dawn and Tara are like, he must have jizzed in the bathroom. It's like, oh, it's so much worse. It's so much worse. It's like, nope, it's shit and piss. Uh, So it's like, yeah, he's this puerile, childish monster. Even to the point where later the cat lady's like, you're just a big baby. You're just like a kid. Right. He's he's like if... uh, that kid who uh, picked the wings off of flies and tortured animals got, like, the powers of the kid who sends people out to the cornfield in Twilight Zone. Like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a very capable baby clown. And so he saws all the way, th- almost all the way through her body. And then during this, 
uh, Tara has shaken herself loose from where she's been tied to the chair, and she, you know, he gives chase. Um, and then she finally gains the upper hand and uh, grabs, like, a two-by-four and starts just, you know, beating the shit out of Earth the Clown. And now, a part of this movie that I genuinely stand because of uh, how transgressive it is for horror movies, um, he... So she has uh, the drop on him, and she's like, get up, motherfucker, and she's like about to start hammering on him with the two-by-four. And then Art the Clown just pulls a fucking gun and shoots her. And See, this is what I fucking hate about this movie. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, so what I hate is that it is so deeply informed by horror convention, mm-hmm. and then it's just going to shoot you in the head. Yeah. I mean, well, that's... now, And actually, the, you're totally right. It is... Uh, it's not okay to have a slasher just pull a fucking... Cause can, can, you know, can you imagine? You're watching, like, you know, Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and he just fucking pulls a Glock on someone and shoots them in the head. Um, but the thing that I like about it is that I was actually shocked the first time I watched this one. He just fucking pulled a gun and shot her in the, in the, in the belly. And then he uh, is, like, glowering over her shoots her in the face but it just kind of goes through her cheek and doesn't kill her he runs out of bullets and gives like a big uh it's a living like sign shrug and then finds more bullets comes back and at this point you're like okay she's still alive but she's got a hole in her cheek but she's probably the protagonist i feel like and then he just plugs her in the head like four times with this gun um and in like high death splatter and it's just immediately like Okay, we're pulling a Marion Crane. Like, she is dead. There is no question that she is dead at this point. Yeah. Uh, I guess Art is the protagonist of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Now, I, I I think the reason I stand the gun pulling is that it's really rare that a horror movie upsets me on this level, and I appreciate that I, I didn't see it coming. And then the way that it's, you know, shot is just like, he shoots her off screen and we don't see it. And because we're, you know, I've been conditioned to expect that she's going to be the the Laurie Strode, like the smart, resourceful girl who prevents her friend from driving drunk, that, you know, she's going to gain the upper hand somehow, or she'll get through this, you know, you know, maybe not in one piece, but certainly through it. And then immediately taking that and mean-spiritedly shooting it in the head like four times. Um, It's it's a ballsy move to have your killer pull a gun. It is deeply nihilistic in the your what are your rules going to do for you now <laughs> yeah that's what it is it's like the sort of i need an adult sort of thing as a horror fan where i'm like you know within five minutes i watch somebody get sawed in half starting with their taint and then a clown shoots somebody in the head like four times um, so then we get the quote cat lady unquote cat lady who's like uh-oh uh, this is really serious. So Art looks up and she has witnessed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he starts chasing her. She runs upstairs where this guy with the keys is still waxing the same spot on the floor. <laughs> He's got to get guess, it shiny. thinking, you know, that girl's probably been peeing for a really long time. But, you know, I got to get this floor clean another day zambonying this warehouse (laughs) like he's just yeah he goes off to work every morning with a buffer over his shoulder so she pops out of the basement and he goes oh creepy lady (laughs) how many people are in this warehouse (laughs) yeah he's just like hey there's a lot of noise in my abandoned warehouse that i wax do you know what's going on or and she's like you have to call the police and he's like don't fucking touch me you gross cat piss smelling woman (laughs) yeah i don't see any cats but i know you're the cat lady so you know you're on (laughs) and she says yes that's what i'm asking you to do please call the police it's like well if you touch me i'm gonna call the police and she's like then i will touch you let me touch you all over call the goddamn cops (laughs) yeah which i love also that thing of she's the lady who mutters to a baby that is not a baby and says weird mystical shit and she's the one who's going no motherfucker stop buffing that floor and get on the horn to the liminal space pd get them fucking down here there's some shit going on um and then but then this guy's like get out of here you you wino uh, and then he goes back to cleaning the floor (laughs) (laughs) he's got to see his face in this warehouse by dawn uh (laughs) and so uh you know we get cat lady interacting with art the clown where he um she stumbles on him 
holding her baby doll and rocking it and like gesturing to it like it is a baby. And, you know, she kind of gets down on the floor with him and is like speaking really gently to him. And she's like kind of mothering him and being like, oh, you're just a big baby. And, he, you know, Art starts and now it's genuinely grotesque and shitty and weird that he starts sucking on his thumb and rocking. And she's yeah. like, you know, she takes him to her bosom and is like holding him. Uh, and then at this point, I, we get Victoria, who has rocked up to the place. Um, Art the Clown, by the way, uh, took a selfie of himself with the bisected Dawn. Um, because, hey, millennials are taking selfies. Um, and he texts, like, you know, Victoria is texting, like, hey, where are you? And Art texts back, like, Dawn is sick, come around the back. And so um, Victoria comes around the back. And sees Art, who has skinned Cat Lady, including her tits, and he's wearing uh, her skin and sort of flouncing around in it and making haha, I'm a woman gestures. Yeah, and fuck this movie for being a coward, uh, cowardly enough to bisect a woman but not hang dong. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, if you're going to burst taboos, hang fucking dong in your indie horror movie. Like, there's no reason <laughs> not to have scary... You know what it is? It's like in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 Dream Warriors where uh, we get the transition of the nurse seducing uh, Joey the Quiet Kid and it turns out to have been Freddy the whole time like making out with this kid and tying him to a bed with tongues. And when they initially shot it, they had full, like, they had this actress uh, with uh, in full Freddy makeup with her tits out. And apparently the filmmakers were like, that's too disturbing. We have to have some partition between Nurse and Freddy. And I'm like, you fucking cowards. <laughs> like, we should have had Titty Freddy to make a generation of teenage boners eat themselves, I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Art should be hanging dong with these titties. So I think what I also uh, want to complain about is that Art has apparently scalped this woman mm -hmm. and is wearing her hair, but it's just a wig. There's no blood or viscera to show that it was attached to a head. So yeah. I was watching the movie and legitimately wondering, where did he get that wig? <laughs> This is actually the wig. I'm kind of bummed out that this wig looks so goofy because I'm like, look, you lovingly produced uh, the image of somebody being sawn in half. You made a guy's head be a jack-o'-lantern and made it look cool. Uh, you couldn't have spoiled for a better wig than this. <laughs> like this. What, also, you... they show. Um, so so um, Victoria is warned by the husk of the woman of the skinned woman the cat lady and yeah. she still has hair wait i totally missed that she still has her hair she has some hair okay so this is genuinely but it is not like she they they take and this is what's frustrating they take pains to show that her breasts have been cut off mm -hmm. but not pains to show that she's been scalped so it's like art the clown has this bag like hefty sack full of scalpels scalpels and he's just like at least i remembered my share wig <laughs> he's just like <laughs> over these tits uh and so you know and and this is one of those things where it's like God damn, this movie has a problem with women where Art is doing like, haha, check me out, I'm a lady. And just like doing... And doing like lady hands and... and Hair and the... It's it's a lot. Um, and so... Prancing. We, he oh, prances. Yes, so, much, so much prancing. It's like the... Uh, is this transphobic or is it just misogynistic? Who can tell? Uh, I... I'm so tired. I, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> I tell you what, this movie's got some problems. Um, now, so at this point, uh, Vicky, uh, who is like, you know, sort of running from him, we get a bunch of reversals where she gets a bunch of bits taken out of her art fashions, uh, like cat and nine tails that he's like whipping her with. Um, there's some guy called Mike who shows up purely to get decapitated with a knife. Well, he's the guy that's friends with the floor buffer. He's the exterminator. He's the guy that's supposed to bomb this building. The two, the two and genders. And he's like, the door's locked. And then he's like, <laughs> there's this fake tension of, is he going to save, um, is he going to save her? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, it's Because he's like, I'm going to go in. 
oh, the door's locked. I'm not. Oh, come on, I am. I'm going to get back in my truck and leave. And you're like, please go in and save Victoria, please. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to check under the mat. What do you know? There's a key under the mat. So that's now what, I'm in. Yeah. I will save you. Oops, I'm dead. Yeah, that's no. this is Mike showing up and being like, hey, Jeff, did you finish buffing those floors? I got to kill the cockroaches. And then going, oh, no. And having to try to save Vicky. Um, his decapitation with the knife is pretty brutal. Yeah. Like, and, and this is what is also wild, is that Art saws his head off, but has difficulty separating the net, like, actually has to put in effort. So there's yeah. also this weird, subtle, girls are easier to kill than boys. <laughs> you know what it is? He put all of his points into Hacksaw, but he didn't, you know, during character creation, he was like, whatever, I, all I need to do is stab with a knife. So he really had to put some elbow grease on it to decapitate this guy. You're totally right. This movie thinks that lady bones are like margarine. Yeah, like but you could man just, bone. <laughs> yeah, but man bone, that's the, yeah, it's really, well, you know, like if you've got a man skeleton, it's it's like concrete, you know, you've really got to, you've got to try for at least eight seconds if you're a, if you're a clown with a knife to, to saw through a spinal column. Um, now, Art, uh, a bunch of, uh, what, fights happen with Victoria, and uh, Art runs over Vicky with a car, and Which then, is, again, another, like... Okay, we're going to do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No rules. You don't get Jason Voorhees committing vehicular homicide. Like, he's not ramming a Winnebago into a teen. Uh, So he hits her with a car and then uh, begins eating her face. When the cops show up uh, at at this exact time, which, thank thank you, Steve, the floor buffer, for actually calling the cops like Cat Lady told you to. Um, And also the absurdity of the cops say... Put your hands in the air. We see that you're actively chewing a woman's face off. But the fact that they see this guy doing this and nobody just even like shoots him in the knee or something where it's like, oh, you're a scary clown eating a face. Like this is the boogeyman that conservatives bring up as like a, well, but you know, some, some, some people just need shooting. And it's like, yeah, it's the clown who eats people. You should shoot him. And then um, they're like, well, uh, no. Uh, but I think what's frustrating is that's not a conversation point in the movie. No. It's just no. a, just like a thing that happens. It's not a, the real monsters are. I mean, that's, that's kind of the thing. It's like this movie doesn't actually have anything to say about anything. And so it's in conversation with nothing but itself in, in a lot of ways. And so, so then... Art is like, I have a second gun in my sock. Which, where was that the first time I needed a gun? Well, Inconsequential. His sock, his sock obviously. He's just got gun <laughs> socks. Um, so then he's like, I'm going to eat this gun instead of being taken alive. Yeah, yeah. And so he uh, paints the walls and uh, Victoria is still alive. And we find out like, oh, that's the lady from the beginning of the thing who gouges out the mean host's eyes with her thumbs. Um, now, at this point, the movie should have been over, I feel. Um, but then they go to the morgue. They go to the morgue, and Art's body is in a uh, body bag, and you get this like medical examiner who's like the dirty Harry of medical examiners, where he's just like... <laughs> he says, and again, he says to the woman EMT, Sweetheart, when you've seen a babe, an eight-month-old put in a microwave... It all looks the same. Buy me a bacon breakfast sandwich, because <laughs> that's all you're good for. It's, man, it's so much. Uh, now, I do sort of love also that the dudes in this movie are not, like, great or, like, cool in any way. I don't know. I'm probably giving no, it too much credit. Everyone in this movie, except for Art the Clown, is deeply uncool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Art the Clown is just the fucking Elvis of movie clowns. Like, this guy is, uh, yeah, Max Stats. He's, yeah. Um, and so we get the medical examiner sort of, you know, like, okay, well, this is a clown in a bag. That's pretty fucked up. And, you know, they, they unzip the bag, and Art's eyes are open, and he's grinning, and you can just faintly hear, like, the end of Batman 1988. Probably, like, uh, 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 like, just this, like, laugh box in his pocket or something. And so... And then the lights flicker, and the doctor looks away and looks back, and Art is gone. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Like, the uh, doesn't, doesn't Art kill this dude? 
you're right. You're right. He does. Wait, and yeah. So Art pops out of the bag and just strangles this dude to death. Um, and then we get the sort of wraparound thing of like, oh no, it was Vicky who was the lady from the beginning of this movie. Which because didn't... we go to what's not clearly a hospital. It's it's a sanitarium. But they're like, yes, you've been in a sanitarium healing from your face. Good luck with your interview this afternoon. (laughs) You know, when you go to the sanitarium for your face, but you gotta go to a talk show immediately afterward. Like, this movie doesn't understand what things are, and I'm kind of here for it. Like, it's just like, it's like it was written by a precocious but mean-spirited child. And yeah, it, it and the the weird thing is, it totally works. I will probably end up watching this movie again at some point before I die. Uh, now, we've this is not a good movie, but it is uh, fascinating. It's very interesting because it is a product of an auteur who has soaked in slasher movies oh i just figured it out you know what terrifier is terrifier is the movie that i wish glenn danzig had made when he made verotica (laughs) like that's the thing you know because with with uh, verotica it's fascinating because it's like all right well uh this motion picture is the product of what one specific person wanted to make happen in a movie and this is that and this is kind of what I was hoping for with like, oh man, this is going to be good. Glenn Danzig is going to let his freak flag fly. And then it's like, oh, Glenn Danzig's just really boring, actually. <laughs> like, he's just, he's just not that interesting. Um, and Terrifier is a movie that, only, it's not for non-horror fans, I think. Who is it even for? It's it's not a Redbox title. It's not an exploitation. <laughs> yeah. Rent this uh, to watch with your girlfriend horror movie. Um, I'll tell you who the audience for this is. It's Damien Leone. That is that is <laughs> that is the person this movie was made for. Um, and and again, there's so much stuff about this movie that is like disgusting and like indefensible in a lot of ways. But there's something about the the way the movie is shot. And the performance from Art the Clown, and the sort of like shocking ballsiness of the kills, that I, I, there's something, I'm ashamed of myself for liking the movie Terrifier. I cannot account for it. And what's more than that, there's a Terrifier 2 coming out this year. Oh man. Um, and we're gonna watch it. I'm gonna be first in line to watch it after this movie. Like, there's. I think what it is is that, you know, with with it being slasher concentrate, I've watched so many slasher movies that when I see one that makes me go, well, hang on a goddamn minute, that's interesting. Like, I'm gonna want to talk about it. I'm sorry, this is the fourth Terrifier movie, not the third. <laughs> Holy shit, wait. So we had uh, Tales of Halloween and... Before that, we had... Okay, so we have two short films, 2008's The Ninth Circle... Um, we have the self-titled uh, Terrifier short from 2011. Mm-hmm. We've got those shorts reconstituted in All Hallows' Eve. Then we get Terrifier, and now we're getting Terrifier 2. We're getting, yeah, Terrifier 2, The Legend of Arts Gold. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> now, that's the thing. I, I have total faith that Terrifier 2 will do basically what terrifier did but i'm also i don't know like i feel like there's a kind of outlaw shitty weird dude sensibility to terrifier that it's it's a video nasty for the digital age yeah 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 if this you're totally right like if this movie had come out back in the day this would have been the one that everybody held held up as like this is why we need to regulate the horror movies um well, goddamn. So, looking at our list, uh, where? So, scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're it's not it's not a good movie. Um, so, scrolling down the list a little bit, uh, if we're going for uh, indefensible uh, monster meat movies, Quincy at number three hundred twenty-two, we have the Texas Chainsaw Ma- uh, Massacre, the the Platinum Dunes reboot from two thousand three. Which do we think is better? 
uh, Arlie Ermy verbal, uh, verbally assaulting teenagers for like an hour and a half, or uh, Terrifier? I think Terrifier is better because mm-hmm. it has a independent spirit to it. It's got like a, this film needed to be made. Yeah. According to the director. And no one needed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot to be made. Yeah, nobody was now crying at, out for that. Now, at 315, we have Puppet Master the Littlest Reich because Oof, everyone loves Nazi puppets. Oh, good, Nazi puppets. Thanks, Charles Band. Um, you know what? The Littlest Reich did feature Deputy Dangle from Reno 911, so that's something. Or Lieutenant... I'm so sorry. I need to show respect to his station. Lieutenant Dangle. Um, oof. I'm giving the edge to Terrifier because Puppet Master... I, I mean, I know that we're measuring, like, which is worse, like, bloody misogyny or, like, Nazis. I mean, not that Puppet Master The Littlest Reich is a Nazi apologist film by any means, but... No, they're they're definitely the villains in a very <laughs> Wolfenstein's castle, uh, guilt-free afternoon villain. Yeah, they're, they're 100%, like, Colonel Clink levels of, like, sort of sinister Germans. Um, so I'm giving the there's actually some incisive discussion because the whole Littlest Reich is about people that collect Nazi memorabilia and there's the whole discussion of the Jewish couple that Mm -hmm. are like we collect this as a way to say fuck you to Nazis and to like you know control the narrative of our people which is interesting so like it's not smart but it's a lot more interesting than Terrifier. <laughs> and much more interesting than you would give a movie called Puppet Master colon The Littlest Reich. More than you would give it credit <laughs> for just looking at the box. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So scrolling up, uh, if we're going with uh, Splatter Time, at, no- at number 311, we have Heavy Metal, uh, the animated uh, classic. Cl- classic? I guess classic. Classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> from... Classic at least. It's good. <laughs> Lowercase c, classic, uh, from 1981. Um, which do we think is better, Terrify or Heavy Metal? I am tempted to say Heavy Metal is a better movie. I watch Heavy Metal frequently. I watch it at least once a year, and I think it's because of, like, part of it is childhood nostalgia because that was the movie that I snuck around behind my dad's uh, easy chair to watch when I was a kid because he left it on when he fell asleep. Um, Heavy Metal is one of those movies that, like, Damien Leone voice needed to be made. Uh, and yeah. I love it. It also features John Candy. John Candy playing the voice of a teen boy who has woken up in a yoked body that's hung like a mule, and also he lives in D&D now. Yeah, um, and also a horny robot in a later segment. I mean, it features, like, half the cast of SCTV that just, like, showed up for a day, and you've got Eugene Levy doing a voice. Anyway... Um, God, that movie. So, yeah, I want to give the edge to, to Heavy Metal over, over Terrifier. However, right under uh, Heavy Metal is, at number 312, we have Yor, the Hunter from the Future, which I love that movie, but I feel like I want to give the edge to Terrifier because Terrifier, to say nothing of its personal politics, absolutely swings for the fences. Okay. In, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But... Don't forget that your our titular character uses a giant bat as a glider while the disco theme of the movie oh, plays. Oh, I forgot about the disco. Oh, don't listen to me. Disco theme trumps everything. Right below, <laughs> right below you are the hunter from the future. Uh, at number 313 is Alien vs. Ninja, which for me was kind of a nothing of a movie. Yeah, it's not great. It's also got some uncomfortable things uh, to say about um, gender. Quincy, this is the life we've chosen for ourselves. You realize this? <laughs> Where it's like, I don't know if Alien versus Ninja is on the level with gender politics. <laughs> Which, you know what, though? It's not. Call out post. I, yeah, actually, I feel really good about putting Terrifier uh, above Alien versus Ninja and below your The Hunter from the Future at our new number 313. What do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean, you're the hunter from the future, 
uh, drinks Triceratops blood and then is like, it's really good. Try some. And get, tries to give it to everyone else. Dude, you want to hit this Triceratops blood? And just, yeah, handing it around. God, I need to rewatch your... What a, what, what a motion picture that was. But yeah, so coming in at our new number 313 is 2016's Terrifier. Um, God damn. Quincy, we just talked about the movie Terrifier. This is... I feel very proud of us for unlocking this achievement. <laughs> like this was we done did it. I mean, I was so much of this movie was like sort of pulling on my tie like Rodney Dangerfield, like oh, how the fuck do I talk about this scene? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Quincy, where can our listeners find us on the internet? We can be found at FaustianNonsense.com. We can be found at uh, patreon.com slash rank and vile and we can be found on social media um at rank and Vilecast on twitter and at rank and vile on um instagram fuck yeah and also guys uh if you uh want to uh salute and support our efforts to talk about upsetting movies consider giving us a five-star review on itunes and if you want some extra content uh that's uh mostly just us talking about canon release films from the 1980s featuring sylvester stallone uh, for $5 on our Patreon, you can have access to all manner of bonus material. For $2 on Patreon, you can have access to our show notes uh, for for the episodes that have all manner of horrifying uh, uh, pictures and observations uh, in the mix. Um, but yeah, If you bar- think about it, $5 to hear two grown-ups process their feelings about their dad through the Sylvester Stallone... <laughs> arm wrestling lens is a real bargain. It really pays for itself, yeah. You know what? The scene in Over the Top where he falls asleep in the cab of the truck with his son and his head is on his son's shoulder when they when, when they wake up, it got me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not proud, but neither am I ashamed. Uh, but yeah, that is about all I got. You got anything else? Stay spooky. Later, folks. Later.